Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, we're back in action here this evening. Back to back week, Sean, you'll be glad we're back here again. It was hard to tie you down for a time, but we got you on the line. You were saying half eight Australian time was going to be a problem, but then I clarified and it wasn't a problem. So we just have to be clear that sometimes you are the problem. And uh, we're good to have you along here this evening. A fair play to you, Liam. Thanks. Great to be here. And nice to bring on the razzmatazz, you know, the, the media voice again, because five seconds ago, Liam was as flat as a tack. He was ruined. He's after a tough I've week. I've lifted. I've lifted. can't wait for it to end. I've lifted. And he's lifted. I've lifted. He's, like, he's yeah. in championship but mode. That's because I'm, I'm a professional, though. You know, I can yeah. just turn it on when like, turn on. You're like John Kenny and Father Ted, you know, he's backstage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, yeah, when I come out then, I'm like a million dollars. Giggles, welcome along as well. Well, here comes Giggles with a joke, nice. quick, here comes Giggles with a joke. Yes, go Giggles. The night run, Strava last night, eight kilometres at eight o'clock and then ran home, another two and a half kilometres at half nine. What, what was going on there? What, 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 what was the break, Liam? Yeah. So the break was... Board meeting or something like that in the middle. <laughs> no, our washing, is bro- that one. our washing machine is broken. So I cycled to my sister's house, dropped off a wash, ran to my niece's house, which is eight kilometres away, and then I got a blister on my foot from the new runners I had. But I still wanted to do 10k, so I got my niece's husband to drop me a little bit away at the back, and then I ran the last 2k to still do 10k, even though I, my feet were absolutely cut off me. <laughs> So that's the, 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 so that was me. Uh, that was my run last night. Ten point five seven k, Liam. All up, well done. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I was actually going okay with my feet. My seven giggles are doing a gale force. What's the giggles? Twenty one k run, thirty two k bike, one k, one k kayaking. Four kayak. weeks up and down, Crow Patrick. Why we've signed up for this, I do not know. But anyway, we're doing it in four weeks' time. So, uh, but you remember, remember, giggles said the kayaking yeah. easy, sure, sure, be simple. No problem. We're going to die in that kayak. I'm dreading that kayak. We haven't even done it. I haven't. I, 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 I'll end up dying in the kayak dragging you across the fucking... 100%. The, I'll fucking be getting my recovery in the kayak. Harbor. I'll get my recovery in the kayak. We've <laughs> eat, eaten a hang sandwich in the back and we've absolutely burying us all. <laughs> right, so we're going to have a look at, obviously, you know, an unbelievable weekend of hurling coming up. Basically, knockout all round in Munster and Leinster. We've got Giggles Corner as well. Um, so Giggles is taking the finger out after last week where he kind of just down tools. He was too tired to do Giggles Corner, but he's back in action today. We'll see what he has for us. So let's get straight into it and have a look at Monster. So myself and Giggles were up north last weekend, up in Belfast. Missed the two, you know... Unbelievable games of hurling at two o'clock and four o'clock. We were at a christening, absolute disaster. Fairness to giggles, he was fairly rude and obnoxious. He had the GA go on for the Cork Clare match, and he got to watch most of it while I minded his kids uh, while while they were running around. So that was grand. He got to see that match, and then uh, didn't see any really of of the of the Tipley record on the road back, but listened to it on the radio. So I've watched him since, but like, what an unbelievable weekend for hurling with with. with in Munster for the, with those two games like two absolute crackers absolute yeah, belters how's was feeling, feeling Johnny after after Clare Cork game oh like uh, I said to you that I, I'd watch the Cork Clare game hit off the bed and that'll be it 
But I, I know I you wonder that. I, I know you wonder that. I know you wonder that. Like I was, yeah, I was just too, was too awake, and I was like, "There's no way I'm going to sleep. I can't. I can't leave it after this. I have to watch what happens in the purely because of the Cork result that I need to see what's going to happen between Tip and Limerick." And uh, stayed up until three thirty a.m. <laughs> um, oh, on Sunday night, Monday morning. So I was a, I was an absolute. Useless on Monday morning, but Shani, Shani did say some photos true of himself last couple of days. He looks so tired in the photos, so he's paid the price <laughs> for that late night Sunday night for the rest of the week. Yeah. It's like shitting a shoe I, there I, in some of those photos. Still on, still recovering, but yeah, it was well worth it though. I mean, there's nothing better than watching live, and you know, even though you have to stay up ridiculous o'clock. But uh, geez, the Cork and Cork and Clare game was an absolute belter. I mean, I did, I did call a draw on it. Wasn't far off in the end, but like I mean, I think the 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 narrative around the Cork team is really coming through in the Munster Championship this year in terms of their never say the eye attitude. Something I know Liam you wouldn't associate with a Cork team, Definitely but they're not. really showing it this year. Um and they've produced it again. Look, they didn't get the result, but like whatever way next weekend goes and what whatever way it ends up if we're, we don't make it out of Munster. There's a lot more optimism about this car team and, and the way they're going and the direction they're heading. Um, the way they actually were under so much pressure in the first half, especially with Peter Duggan, was, he wasn't dominating Damien Callan, but he was doing enough to break the ball down to people around him. And, you know, it was they were getting some value out of that. And I thought the way Cork actually turned around in the second half and changed the game plan where they flooded everybody back. And yes, you can say it gave Conlon and um, what's the name of the guy that got the winning score? Dermot Ryan. Dermot Ryan. Yeah. yeah. It gave them so much time. And like he, he's, he scored a couple of points in the game from areas way back in the half back line. And look, you can, you can look at that and say, Oh, why didn't they push up? But I mean, they got the results in the 78th minute or the 71st, oh, 73rd well, well minute. Into, well into it, the injury time, yeah. Because, yeah, but because of, 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 of changing the game plan and actually adapting within within the game and, you know, but look, just very unlucky in the end. I mean, look, it could have, very, very could easy, as you know, it could have been a draw and a very could have easy went the other way as well. So, look, I, I, you know, I'm still pretty positive about them. I know you're positive, but I suppose the thing is, right, we we'll talk obviously about the Cork Limber game coming, that like, you have to get a result in, in this game, mm. right? Now, yep. the way it's all gone down, like a draw is not an unreasonable thing, which is mad talking about Hurland. I was saying, geez, if they got a draw, it'll do. Whereas draws yeah. historically never happen in Hurland, but now draw is like a thing that's happened nearly all the time, which is mm. especially this year and in previous years. But if they don't get the result, right, they're going to end up fourth and Waterford fifth, and they'll have won one game out of, out of in, in Munster, and they'll only have bet Waterford this year. Now, I know you can take the positives out, but it'll still have been, a, you know, with what they've showed to not progressing and at least get into a premium quarter final, you'd have to say it would be a failure, being honest about it. Because, you know, another year is gone. You know, no, I, I, you I, know, don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. You know, it is, it is I, a failure. I do, I, do, I do disagree with that. Yeah. I, I really disagree with that. There's, there's, there's an inequity between the Leinster and the Munster Championship. No, no. And there's two in isolation. Not going to go no, 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 no. In isolation. No, look at Munster. No, in isolation. Look at that first. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on a second. Through the chair. Go, go, go through the chair. Go ahead, Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Watford have had an absolute disaster. No, no doubt about that. Yeah, useless. But in terms of Cork making progress, they've introduced five or six new players into the team. They're in a dog eat dog championship. 
They've drawn with Tip. They've lost to Clare by a point. They've hammered Watford. And regardless of the result of the weekend, depending on the performance, I would say, right? mm-hmm. if, if Cork go out and get hammered by Limerick, I think they haven't made progress. If they go out and it's a savage match and they lose by a point or two, I think regardless, Cork hurling has made progress. And I, I would say that it wouldn't be a disaster year. It's a bitch that one of the top, top six teams in the country are knocked out mm. and Dublin or Wexford or Antrim get to go through. That That's yeah. annoying. That's fine. But I, I wouldn't... I, I didn't I say it's a disaster. I didn't say it was a disaster of a year. I said, would it be a failure not to get it in the top three in Munster? Surely, uh, for I, I Cork. Don't, I don't think, I don't no. think it is. I don't think really? it is. I, 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 think, I think they've had a really strong performance in their first three games. I think the one thing about Cork is, and going, maybe going back to the match, they were the worst. They were they were they were more than a one point worse team than Clare, and they were a, a worse team than Tip. But they did manage to show what Johnny pointed out: that kind of mental resilience, staying games, go for goals. They've got seven goals now in four games. I think Johnny's point is right. They had a different game plan in the second half, and albeit Dermot Ryan and Dave McInerney scored long range points, I think they were five points down at half time, and they lost the game by yep. a point. Yeah, and where, where that where that comes into it very clearly is the way they managed Tony Kelly so they did not man mark Tony Kelly in the first half they handed him off he was cornerback he went out to wing back they handed him off went out to midfield handed him off and that is the worst way to mark Tony Kelly we all know that Limerick do it and that's why he played brilliant against Limerick the whole time because you have that element of a three or four yard head start on your man when you're getting handed off and he comes in and he scores one four from play in, in the first half or one three from play whatever it was so I think they lost the game in the first half. Um, but I do think, I don't think their team, I think they are the fourth best team in Munster. I, I, I think Tip have brought a different gravy this year, to be fair to them. Yep. Clare have a really, really strong 15, if not 20 players, and they look good on paper, as do Limerick. And I think Cork are continuing to build on last year, albeit they still have Harnady, Horgan, Rehan in the forwards, which is a lot from a team that they're those boys are probably paying 13 or 14 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it, it is like, if you take it based on Cork's um, run up to now and in the last couple of years, it, it will be a failure if they don't get through. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's as contradictory as it sounds, we're optimistic, but again, uh, it will be a that. failure to, uh, this I, year. If I, I, yeah. you, and you should be optimistic. I, I think those points are valid. I don't disagree, but I think from a pure, Setting out your stall at start of the year, Cork yeah. want to be getting out of Munster. Whether that's in, right. in third or getting into a Munster final, you're right, Giggles, they are the four best team. I don't think that can, like the, the results stack up. You know, you know, we're, if they win on, on, on Sunday and they beat Limerick, all our champions over Limerick, they're well deserved of their place as to go forward because they've absolutely bloody earned it. But, what, you know, and you, you can talk about the inequity of the Leinster Munster Championship. It's chalk and cheese. You can't, you can't compare it. But it is what we have in front of us. And, in order for that to change, I know we've talked about your alternative format, is you're going to have to look at where the Monster Championship is played off in its own thing and it's just for that cup and then you, you put them all together. Can you just tell that people there we're actually doing a podcast here. I know they're trying to work next door, but we're doing a podcast here. It's more important than some someone that wants to talk to you. But, um, they're trying to sell some oil. <laughs> but, I, I, just, I just don't think you can say Cork's year this year, even if they get beaten by Limerick, is a failure because... I think they've done some very positive things. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, we're no, probably no, contradicting no. everything uh, yeah. we're saying, but yeah, it yeah. Is right. No, no. There's points there, but I just think if they were set out to sell, say we're going to get fourth, I think they would have considered that a failure. 
They'll have, to, they'll have to split the season again, lads. They'll have to play the Munster, they play the All-Ireland Series first and then play the Munster Championship at the end and have the crescendo of, of hurling at the very end, I think. Anyway, I think Claire, Claire Cork was a savage match. The amount of individual displays that were amazing are unreal. Horgan, the worst penalty of all time, followed oh, by Jesus. one of the best individual goals where he cut the ball over Dave McInerney, burnt him and stuck it near post and put gave the keeper the eyes and put him the wrong way. He looks fair fit, but he is like he's old. That like in comparison to all the players in the pitch, that's the reality of it. And there's no better man that if he gets a hand pass in amongst three or four players, he'll flick the wrist and it's over the bar, whereas mm-hmm. some players will get locked down. But I, I think going in to look at this weekend with Cork, like Sean they're admirable in their performances, but you'd have to say they're absolutely limited in what they have compared to the other three teams in Munster, it would be my view. Um I know Limerick are wounded, but like I, I can't see it. Can he this weekend, Cork beat Limerick? Do you know what? I, I can see Cork getting a result. I think it's the draw is the one I actually see happening. Like I, I think why I see that happen is I think this has been more taxing on Limerick than it has been on Cork. There's kind of a renewed energy about Cork. They've blooded some new players. No matter what, the Limerick lads, like they are on the road for, you know, they're young players, but they've been on the road for a long length of time on this on this journey. And you know they got they got the draw against Tip, um. But I feel like they're really eking out results, and it's draining every bit of their energy to to still get a result, which is amazing. Shows what an unbelievable team they are. But with these things, there's only so many times you can go to the well in it. It's in Limerick. It's going to be close to a sellout. The sun is going to be shining. Uh, on Sunday, it's going to be unbelievable. Limerick will get a huge lift off their home crowd. But if Cork are in it all the way to the end, I I can really see it being a draw. That's that's the one result I re I, I really do see. Uh, I don't think Limerick and that will knock Limerick out, and that, and that knocks Limerick out. Like, I don't see a ten point Limerick win. Like I really don't. I really don't. I don't see a significant win for Limerick in this match at all. No, I yeah, I I don't see that. The hammerings that we've gotten in the last couple of years, like you go back last year, we lost by eleven points to them. Two thousand twenty one, lost by eight points in the Munster Championship, lost by sixteen points in the All Ireland. Um, we lost to them in 2018. We oh, sorry, we drew them and lost them in that semi-final. The the Nicky or the yeah the Nicky Quaid flick on Harnady, and the last time we beat them was in Limerick in 2019. And I just went back through the archives there as well, the Gadeja archives, and um, I just seen there how many times Cork have actually played Limerick in Championship in Limerick and 2019. Uh, was the last time we played them, which we won. 2013, uh, we lost Limerick. 2004, we we'll beat Limerick, or we lost Limerick again. Uh, 98, uh, we beat Limerick. And 94, we lost Limerick. So they have a good record up there. Um, but, you know, we're not far behind them. Look, I think the resilience that they've built in the team um, I'm not sure about the matchups, man for man, going through their best 15 and our best 15, or on form our best 15, um, because I think Cork still, which is mad to say, coming into the last Munster Championship game, still don't know their best 15, which is not a bad thing either, because they've got options on the bench, which is seems to be helping them. I think Joe Millerick probably should have been sprung a bit earlier the last day. Tommy O'Connell was in fierce trouble. Um, Tommy, and, Tommy O'Connell has got roasted now in three games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's struggling. Clean them out. Yeah, the only the only cork back to get. To, I don't think he's up to it this year anyway. I don't know how young or old he is, but he looks like 
He doesn't have the pay. He obviously is a brilliant hurler, club hurler for Middleton. Yeah. But he doesn't have the height. He doesn't have the aggression. He doesn't have the pay. He, he kind of seems to be a, a good hurler, but yeah. not really at, at this level. Um, Brian Roach had a great game midfield against yeah, Clare. Yeah. He was poor against Tate, but you know, really rose the performance last week. He's such a such a great work rate. I think, you know, he'll do all right against Limerick. Um, he'd probably be a good match for Darrow Donovan. Um, but I think, look, in saying it, do I think Cork are going to win? Um, putting it on the line, I no, I think slightly they won't because I don't think, I don't think Limerick. I know they're they're showing signs of failing, but I just don't think. The, I don't think they've become such bad players overnight over the last couple of they haven't, you know the last no, couple of games. They definitely haven't. I just think, but they have you know, come they have back so to the much pack. experience. They've come back to the pack, Shotty, and other teams have come up. Yeah, that's the difference. Yes, they've come back to but the pack. They've, they've come up. They've had so much experience in massive games like this, whereas I think the Cork lads, especially their younger lads, probably don't have that, you know, that experience in the in the in the heat of this height of championship, and when so much is on the line here and now. You know, you've seen Limerick do the business all the time. So I just give the Limerick little win. nod to Limerick at home. Yeah, win. I do. All right, Cork, yeah, I'm going for, go for a draw. Giggles. I think Cork have one of their aces in their packs gone in Robbie O'Flynn. Like, he's their yeah. forward that cuts through. And we saw that in the league match versus Limerick. Limerick were going to hammer Cork and then Robbie Flynn came up with 1-4 and then he yeah. got injured. He got injured again, the poor fucker. He's strong, fast, accurate aggressive he's a brilliant player and he's such a big loss I think the Limerick backs will have the eight like Dickie Dalton's having a great year Kyle Hayes showed last week he just took Alan Tynan out of it Alan Tynan was had two man of the match performances nearly in a row Kyle Hayes breaks he's, Kyle Hayes is going to destroy Declan Dalton I can tell you now the Dan Morrissey I, is a perfect I don't think I don't think you'll see I don't think you'll see have Dalton near him because I don't think that's too much of a in one side of the fair there it's a Positional-wise, that's the way they should, they're lining out based on last yeah. week. Like Horgan, Dan Morris is a perfect match for Horgan. Strength, power will take him out of the game. What will be interesting is to see who, like Kevin Joyce, has been Cork's best player, right? I disagree though on the Horgan, Horgan, Morrissey. I think Horgan is way too much hurling for Morrissey. Morrissey is a complete athlete. He's a tank of a man. Horgan, just as you said well ago, yes, he's he's older, but like his finishing is just still sublime. Like. I mean, but I just can you get the ball. He's going to get the ball in his hand. Sorry, right that's there. the thing I'm worried. Yeah. I worry about yeah. that as well. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not. I, I'm not I, worried I, about there. I yeah. think more so their half back line again. Yeah. Well, I just don't know. That we, like they they put Fitzgibbon up on Conlon the last day up centre forward, and he did take Conlon around for a bit. But then, of course, the second half they changed things up, and their half back line came into it. If they do that to Limerick, they'll kill him. I think one interesting thing. If I was John Kiley and I was worried about Cork beating me. Would you look at putting Kyle Hayes at centre forward on Kieran Joyce? Take his influence out of the game, and I think Cork have no springboard in. They have nothing. Like Kieran Joyce launches yeah. everything. He actually kind of plays as a sweeper, to be honest. He does the type the worker role. He's free the whole time. If Kyle Hayes is turning him over and scoring, mm. you could look at it. Be I, yeah. I think Limerick will win by 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 six plus. Oh, six plus. Okay, interesting. Okay. Jeez. Look, it's going. It's going. It's going to be fascinating. And I think. Look, I can't. I don't know if I'm going to see or not. I'm in. Wexford Park for Kenny Wexford at 2 o'clock so I'll be doing well to see any of that Limerick-Cork match which is killing me might try and get into pub in Wexford but it's not going to be easy either um, but look I think we do need to touch quickly on Watford tip because 
this game still has a lot a lot riding on it in that everyone's just kind of slam dunk tip are going to win that game um, based on their performances in the last few weeks and it's hard to argue against it but then obviously there's the counter narrative I suppose that Davy has been completely smashed and this Warford team over the last few weeks is an abysmal year failure but you know you were calling for, for him to be gone before this game even giggles like do do you see anything in it that you, uh, for an upset here on on Sunday with the water tip you know do you think do you, you know the, 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 yeah the, the only thing you could say Liam that will go in Waterford's favour this weekend is they've had two full weeks off from right and saying that they didn't put up much of a counter against Clare to be honest like the bodies won't have even been bad, that bad after the Clare match so they'll be relatively fresh coming in and they'll have nothing to lose they'll have shots nothing they'll just have to, I, I hope they heard 15 on 15 and stop with the bullshit but I doubt that's unlikely, going to happen unlikely unlikely um, yep Un- unlikely but in- they'll have an element of freshness and Tip will definitely have an element of tiredness Liam Cahill is suspended Cahill Barrett might be out with a HIA in terms of concussion um, Jason Ford is still out but the, the like the Liam Cahill Mickey Bivens team like I remember going down to Thurless in 2021 not knowing what to expect against playing against Galway in the All-Ireland quarter-final and the Watford team just came out ravenous and hammered shit out of them and you can see that attacking mindset in all of the Tipperary players at the moment um, whether it's Seamus Kennedy who's brand new lease of life Rona Maher Michael Breen kept a clean sheet that was a, an important thing for Tip last week after leaking the seven goals everyone questioned their defence they kept a clean sheet against Limerick Brian O'Mara's kind of settling into number six there very nicely as a really commanding mm-hmm. centre-back well. I, I think that I think there might be a kick in Watford Liam in the first half and maybe the start the second half, but I, I can't see anything but a, a big Tipperary win on Sunday. Um, and that'll knock either Cork or Limerick out straight away. The, the only permutation is I think the scoring difference is Cork are plus nine, Tipper plus yes. five, and, 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 and Limerick are plus one. So if there was to be a draw on the Limerick-Cork side, Tip would have to lose by four points or more. For tip to be knocked out, yeah, and do you know what? That's it. That that is, that, is it unlikely? But, but yeah. you know what? It's still a great thing that this tip Waterford match does actually really matter because Waterford yeah, are playing for pride. Yeah. If Waterford were to win a match and they just got some came out of nowhere, win the match be five points. It's not an unreasonable. It's not to be beaten by fifteen points. You know what I mean? So I think no, exactly, it, it yeah. is. It is at least going up there. Like I said, you'd love to see obviously a Waterford win, restore a bit of belief, a bit of pride, but uh, but also. Would it could impact the championship and knock tip out? Yeah, I don't. I think. I think. I think if there was even to be a win, I, I still am predicting the big Limerick win. Yeah. The only big meaning that that Waterford win would have in that scenario would be that it would be Limerick going into the monster final against Clare and not Tipperary. Yeah. Oh, which is Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I, I think, I think, like this. He was about to question my match there again, but yeah, there's, there's an ambush, there's an ambush set <laughs> up here. Right, Kings has an Excel there with all that configured. Go on, yeah, him. There's an ambush set up here for for water for the right, like you know, and you you kind of say, you know, well, I would say in here is that Limerick or Waterford play, you know, a lot better when they're underdogs. They traditionally have, you know, no one gives them a chance, but like there's such negativity around Waterford at the moment and. Like that, that obviously seeps into their heads, into the players' heads. Like I think there will be a kick in them. I think the freshness will be a major factor in it. The lethargy of 
Tipperary in the games they've gone through. Their injuries, but yeah, you can't see you can't see a Waterford win at all. You you yeah, couldn't see a tighter yeah. game than you expect. I know the only the only championship Waterford game Waterford one of those group games has been Tipperary. So is there is there some bit of a link there? But you're, but you're grasping a straws in like so I'm trying to see for a Waterford. Yeah, win. We have a win in the draw against Tipperary in the group stages. The draw should have been a win as well. It was the day the goal the, scored. The goal, yeah. Twelve points up against Tip, yeah. and the goal yeah. scored. Anyway. But I just make one 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 correction there now because the brother will be on to me texting me about oh you got that wrong 2004 I said Limerick won they didn't Cork beat him so just on that and it's Cork had three <laughs> wins up in Limerick Limerick had two wins in the last five years so there you go no Pat okay so that's yeah. what we think is going to happen Monster like fascinating weekend camp you know going to be brilliant um. So we're all going for tip, Dolly, really. We're all going for tip, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all going for tip, yeah. Can't really go with that else, but it's still going to be an, an interesting game. Well, let's get on. You're to going the... for tip, or you want tip to win? Uh, no, no, no. Don't want tip to win. No. We want war for tip. We don't want tip to win. We win. All right, we we keep, we keep we'll keep us moving here, and we're going to have a look at Giggles Car and see what he did in his week off. Oh, we won't do that. That's who wants to be in there. Let's do. Let's do. Who wants to be in there? Go Giggles, Giggles Connor. What have you got for us? Uh, no, that'll distract, that'll distract me. I'll get, that, get rid of that. It's gone. Go. What have you got for us? <laughs> Actually, speaking of, 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 we've had no new jingle theme in about eighteen months. Like that's something you're going to have yeah. to rectify. Yeah, it's bad form. Just, just calling that out now. Right, I'm going to do my part here. Get stuck into Jeff, it. There, Jeff, will be, Jeff, Jeff will have a canary if he sees Liam doing that yeah. inside the office. <laughs> okay, I'll pick up. So the title of this Giggles Corner is called. The not so sunny southeast. Can't, is that Liam Lennon on the phone there? Look, he's, he is, he's on the phone to Jeff. Jeff just yeah. called him there now. Get off, get off, get off Microsoft Teams, get off the VGA. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. The the thing is called the not so sunny southeast. So I've just looked at five comparisons that are happening in Wexford and Waterford that I think have contributed to the fact that both counties are in a bit of a a bind to put it mildly at that in terms of their current positions. Wexford potentially getting relegated, Joe McDonough, Water finishing bottom of the group stage yet again. And I think these are all quite important for the development of hurling in any county. And the first thing is, and I put the biggest priority on this, is the condensed club championship. So in both Wexford and Waterford, the county club championship is run off over a, a seven to eight week period. I think it's seven weeks. Which means for the majority of teams, they end up playing in the space of two weeks, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There are three group games and you could be knocked out. So there was a guy, there was a, an Island Gate guy on, re, on the radio recently said he played senior championship for two weeks last year after training for the entire year. And it's a similar situation in Waterford. And why is that important, I guess? Because players are not being developed in, even at senior club level. So you go through year after year after year where you have a small condensed club championship and you end up playing competitive games for three or four weeks of the year. And then you're off again. For You've got August, September, September, October, November, December, nothing happening. Teams might go back training in January or February, which is madness anyway, um, because it's way too early. For a championship at the end of July, and you're going to be knocked out by the end of August. So it just... Like you see players like Mark Pendergast is probably a great example in Kilkenny, whereby he made his championship debut 
at 27, played two years inter-county cornerback, I think got nominated for an All-Star. That's not happening in Waterford now. Who, Who did you say, Who did you say the there? Game. Mark Pendergast? Yeah, I see. Is that his name? Mark, the guy from um, Olaf and Gale. Mikey Butler. Or was it Clara? No, Clara. Shane no, Pendergast. Shane Pendergast. Shane Pendergast. Shane Pendergast. Shane Pendergast. Back, in, 20, Sorry, back yeah. in 2015 and 16, yes. Yeah, so... You're, you're just seeing no one come through. And, and the guys who have come through onto the water pan this year, Mark Fitzgerald and Patrick Fitzgerald and Padraig Fitzgerald off the bench, they're all lads from the other 20 squads. And that's it. There's nobody coming through from a club championship that you're kind of seeing as a 23, 24, 25-year-old guy who has built up some strength and some experience through a club championship. It, it, it's an awful sad state of affairs. Um. Number two, which kind of links into that, right? And again, it, it goes to the lack of competitiveness. It's both counties have an unbelievably uncompetitive club league champ, club league campaign. And the, the, the two chalk and cheese, so Waterford have groups of four, and you end up playing three league games. And then the top team in each group goes into a semi-final, a final league. And it's played off over a four-month period. There's no um, momentum or traction or anything like that in the club league. Versus, if you look at Cork, like I think Division 1 in the league, Cork has 10 teams. Everybody plays nine games. Starts at the end of March, right? You do it without the county players. And Glen Rovers are playing Middleton. And then Glen Rovers are playing Black Rock. And then Glen Rovers are playing, you know, quality teams. St. Finbars. Constantly, every two weeks. Because it's football hurling, football hurling, football hurling. And that, like even if you go back to the club championship point, if you go football hurling every week, you just have players training for longer, right? So they're involved in hurling longer, similar with the club league. So condensed club championship combined with an uncompetitive club league means that general players in Waterford aren't being developed the same way that they are in counties like Cork, again, in Tipperary, where they've got really good elongated championships and strong league so my in, question, in the county. My question on that then is... Um... Like, what do you think at county board level needs to happen there? Like, what what's the blocker? Like, obviously, this is not un- unknown. Like, you know, like there's been this well, has been here. Doesn't you know? I'm, I'm going, so now that you made that point, Liam, I'm going to jump to point number five. Um, that you that would you bring a county board alignment, right? So, Waterford and Wexford are unusual, right? And and people mightn't think Waterford have any football team at all, but the county board in Waterford all from football clubs. Every single schmuck that's up to represent Waterford the County Board. I don't know what the best word to name them. They're from they're from they're from they're from they're from they're from Ballin they're from Clashmore. And all, all those clubs have really strong hurling teams and really strong football teams. But guess what? They're they've got strong in both. So my, my and I, I'm not I can't speak for Wexford on this, but my belief is that you've got the guys setting the fixtures and doing all the administration thing. But you know what? The Nair now, it'd be handy if they played the hurling first so they can have, give it a good shot and then they can go in and win the football. Um, and we'll give, we'll give our, and, and that's, I think, where the decision-making is. So county board alignment lead to focus on hurling. Wexford have the same problem with dual players. They're, they're a real dual county. Waterford just have footballers getting in the way of hurling. And... Um, but that, that's very important. What, what can be done? Make a decision. Like You have to have a core focus. If you don't have a core focus, you've got nothing. Like Kilkenny are about the same size of a county as Waterford. Smaller, they've clearly made smaller. a decision. Population-wise, I think Kilkenny have more than Waterford. I think so. Oh, yeah. 
Look up, we'll fact check that. I look up, yeah. I look up to see so. But yeah, you're right. But like, Kilkenny is just exclusive. Yeah. Her, let's not like, there's not even like they play the football matches, but that's it. They're just in the way and they're that's, done. They're just, but, that, yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying. You've got you've got a core focus. Like, yeah. Look at any county that has a decent dual mandate: Galway, Cork, Dublin, and look at the number of clubs in the population. They can yeah. be dual counties. Yeah, I agree. Watford doesn't have that. You have to get focus, right? So that was number five. We've got the condensed club championship, the uncompetitive league. County board alignments. Crap, ma- number three crap, crap might, managers. Might, might crap managers. External managers over a long period of yeah, time. Yeah. Right? That's a big so one. external, that's the most important thing, right? Whatever about crap are good, because to be fair, if you go back and look at the, the, the brilliant Waterford team of the mid-90s about Justin McCarthy, they all love him. And he brought a different element to hurling. But we've got, we've got really good coaches and managers in Waterford. We've got James O'Connor, who went up from one... Leinster's with Ballyhale and counties with Ballyhale. We've got the co- current Cork coach is a Kappa Queen man who lives in Lismore, Don Yeah, He won an All-Ireland Camogie with Galway uh, as manager. There's some really good managers in there. So why don't they give them a chance? It's like you're always hardest on your own. You have to go external. And the fact, and like I've external managers highlighted here, in both counties, what do they have in common that they've gone to shit? They've had David Fitzgerald in there, right? So he's killed the identity of both counties. Like Wexford were never a sweeper county, Waterford were never a sweeper county. We were an attacking, attack minded. Like Cork have the swashbuckling nature, Kilkenny are as hard as nails, Galway will score for score more than you. Limerick now have a new pattern to play with their, their own read, but there's an identity with the county. Both Wexford and Waterford are totally an identity crisis. Totally. Like, like Derek McGrath's structure or not, at least he kind of was a Waterford man. He had Dan there with him. There was the yin and the yang with the control and the madness of Dan. But brilliant coaching. There were Waterford people. I don't know who the last Wexford. Liam Dunn was the last Wexford person. Maybe not the best personality of the manager, but definitely cutthroat and hard and hard-nosed and was in it for the best of Wexford. But both counties have had huge reliance on external managers over the last 25 years. And I think that's been to their detriment. And the last thing, and I don't even need to comment on this, but I think it's quite obvious in both counties, is the underage structures. Neither county are winning competitions underage. And I know Wexford probably have a bit of a better record than Waterford in the last seven or eight years. According to the Google machine, uh, Waterford have half the population. Or sorry, Kilkenny have half the population of Waterford. No, I think okay, well, no, 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 no. It's not. It's Warford had, in twenty sixteen census, which is a kind of outdated. Warford had a population of one hundred and sixteen thousand, and Kenny had a population of ninety nine thousand. So, Warford having another twenty percent on top of Kenny in terms of numbers. There you go. So Very we good. won't argue with Thanks, the public administration. We know that's his strength. <laughs> <laughs> that's his core value. <laughs> but the, the underage structures then just don't seem to be there. I, I. I I remember when I played minor for Watford, I always kind of felt like, oh, we're going to play in Cork now. They'll have everything. We'll have nothing. Do you know? And that was 20 years ago now. And I think there's a, there's a similar feeling that you've kind of chopping and changing of managers. You don't have coaches bring, coming through with teams. Whereas you see with Cork, I think Pat Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, managed the minors through to the under-20s and they, they won the under-20s and then he's progressed to the senior team. You've Sean Oak, you've got Ronan Curran, Ben O'Connor now with the 20s. They're mm. naturally made for a senior management team in five or six years' time. Derek Ling done the same with Kenny, I suppose. Derek, Derek Ling, you've Brian Dowling, you've got you've got some mm. quality coaches. I think you're right, guys. Boxing, but yeah, I think you're right, guys. Like those points, they just they, they do all add up and they add up to more than the sum of their parts. 
which which yeah. you know yeah, they do they do and yeah. I think yeah as a, if you think about it as well like I don't think Liam Cal Cal is this way inclined but no matter what if you're an external coach coming in you're in for the I wouldn't say the quick buck but you're in for the, the big impact the quick impact you're not you're not thinking long yeah. term you're not thinking I'm gonna no. I'm gonna grow this team over the next five years realistically as an external manager in today's circuit you're on a two year rotating thing you're there for two years if there's another kick and one more push you might do a third year there's no and other. for an amateur game that's very dangerous like it's, yeah. isn't it and it's, it's in the club scene as well here you see it here in mm. Kenny as well you know you know the clubs probably Ballyhale are the exception was probably because of the pool of players that they have but you know the clubs who are investing in long term internal coaches are going to have long longer term success over you know yeah. and in the county scene we've seen that uh, as well so then trying the club structure trying the underage stuff and yeah, it's really, really challenging. And that doesn't change overnight. You know, and that's why I was no. worried about the Davy Fitz move in was a backwards move for a lot of reasons. But there's that's the only the prime one. It's like yeah. you know, you bring in his his back room ticket as well with Donico O'Callaghan and he's up and bloody doing commentating on the match when he when Warford playing the last one. You know, how invested are these people in these in these setups? Um and you know, I was up at the the Congress with the G about the start of the year and the big concern there was if one county is getting in an, an extra sports scientist or an extra data analysis then the other county next door goes Jesus we need to get another one now we need to do that we need yeah. to do that too and it's all this matching going on of, and the size of these background yeah. te- backroom teams now are outrageous keeping up with the Joneses Liam yeah, outrageous and, and, but then you're not getting your return on investment these are all guys are paying no. money for it they're not, they're not volunteers so yeah I, I agree Giggles and and then you're in a you're in a rut. Then and to get out of that rut takes a bold move to go. Do you want lads? Waterford to hit rock bottom here. Wexford to hit rock bottom. We have to think for the next five years. We're going to bring in a homegrown manager. We're going to you know throw everything at him, whatever he needs, and we're going to back him in for the five years, no matter what happens in the next two years. But that no county board is going to make that call. You guys, I don't think that's the problem, especially in Waterford. If the challenge, well, the Waterford it. county board won't. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah. They, they, they certainly will not. Um, uh, so. Look, five reasons there for both counties to have fallen into, like, you know, artificial highs, maybe, the All-Ireland final in 2020, the All-Ireland semi-final in 2019, um, down to where they are today, um, which is seventh and eighth in the pecking order. Seven, seven, two of seventh, eighth and ninth, right? Whether Dublin are ahead of them or not is yeah. questionable, to be honest. Um, but they're, seventh, eighth, they're two of the seventh, eighth and ninth in, in, in the country. It's just, it's a shame, really, to be honest. Um, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, my, no, that's a great Giggles corner. corner it's today. kind of a sad <laughs> Giggles corner. I feel there's kind of an element yeah. of melancholy around it. You know, the sad, how sad it, where those counties are. And we'll touch on it in the next section on Leinster, where Wexford, whatever about months, about Waterford, are going to stay in Munster this year. You know, Leinster, Wexford could be gone. We'll touch on that. But Giggles, well done for taking the week off. You've come back with a bang. With a very detailed giggles corner there, you spend a bit of time on it. So yeah, a deep dive. Deep, deep, deep dive. dive. Yes, it was deep dive. Week. Well done. Well, well done, done, giggles. Yeah, yeah five star giggles. So let's R- root and branch. Root and branch, lads. Yeah, branch. <laughs> yeah. He's gone very. Uh, li- No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feelings like we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, 
there's one fella I, I'll get sent all the time and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself and if you look at the whole thing I can promise you you'll see more people giving out but that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him he probably did Sick of looking at Davy Fitz um, look this weekend off the block straight away we've got Kilkenny Wexford the result of that will determine if Kilkenny gains the Leinster final but also if Wexford were to lose and Antrim were to win Wexford would be relegated and then we've got Dublin and Galway which if Dublin were to win uh it would mean they would go into the Leicester final, right? My my permutations there, Giggles. Giggles is reading the work email. Yeah, yes, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right, Liam. Um, so he was in bother with Leinster. I was listening to the permutations there that the Kilkenny and Galway are on seven points, Dublin are on five points. If Kilkenny yeah. win, they go directly in. And actually, what that makes the Galway Dublin game is actually semi-final. a Leinster semi final. Yeah. The winner, winner goes through. Yeah. Because Dublin will get up on the head to head despite scoring yeah. difference. Yeah. So, so I'm conscious we're coming up against against time here that Shawnee's free and easy for the weekend, but myself and Giggles have to do a small bit of work for the rest of the day. Um, is Kilkenny and Wexford, if we start there, with one was very funny, myself and Giggles, where myself and Giggles were on Saturday evening. Oh. And Giggles goes. Antrim were after beating Wexford down in Wexford Park and we're like what the fuck jeez unbelievable I can't believe that and they're winning and then we checked it but it was the Talton Cup so that wasn't hurling that just shows how clued, how clued in me Seth and Giggles were to that match so Giggles told me that was Talton Cup wasn't actually the hurling so then obviously we had the actual Wexford Wexford Westmead match Wexford number 17 points and lose to Westmead like it's just yeah. the most bananas thing I've ever heard and typical us it's happened to us before where we don't even touch in those games and then it ends up being one of the biggest shocks probably in hurling in a long long time and what the implications for now Giggles you've covered Wexford in, in great detail in your in your in the Giggles corner so we, we probably don't need to do a deep dive on them but they're at rock bottom probably they're in a worse position than Warford now in that it's kind of out of their hands if they lose on Sunday what happens you know they're not if they win they're in control all of their destiny. It's, 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 in, it's in their hands. It's on their own hands. They've got to Correct. go. Correct. But they have to be Kenny. That makes them very dangerous. Right? Yeah, but, the, but the, like, if you think about it, they're having a terrible year on yeah. Spade Spade. But they still have some good players and they have a very good record against Kenny over the last. Yeah. It's the only team with a good record. Yeah, yeah, correct. Six, six or seven years in Wexford Park. So for Kenny, it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a, what do you call it? The, I don't think it's a banana skin for Kilkenny because Kilkenny are in the Leinster final unless there's an absolute mad set of results. Well, the mad set of results Kikenny are if, if 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 Kilkenny lose and if Wexford win. Yeah, if Wexford yeah, Wexford win and Dublin win. It's still Leinster. It's still Kikenny, it's still Galway Kilkenny in the Leinster final because of the score difference. Because there's three teams oh, on there. Yeah, the head to head goes out. Dublin score difference is shite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. I'm pretty sure Kilkenny are in the Leicester final. So they're very little to play for, except for the fact that they can send Wexford to the Joe McDonough. Because I believe it's very likely that Antrim will beat Westmead. It's very, very likely. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, Wexford turned off and Antrim scored 4-13 through hoofing the yeah. ball in. They've got lots of injuries. They've got players coming back from injuries. They're not in the best spot. That was a freak half uh, for all intents and purposes. Um. And Wexford just totally turned off. Like your man Jack O'Connor hit the penalty. He might as well have been passing it back to the goalkeeper, for fact's sake. The goalkeeper could have caught it. Um, and they just turned off. And Westmead lumped in balls. And boys caught a few balls behind the head and scored three goals in the last 10 minutes or something like that. So it, it was mad. Stuff. So, 
so I, I think in all likelihood, Antrim will beat Westmead today. And that's my prediction. I think they're they're going a lot stronger in, in terms of the whole year. They will feel like they've got a huge amount to play for now because if they lose, they're down. There's no ifs or buts about it. Whereas if they, if Westmead might have in the back of their head, do you know what? Kilkenny look after Wexford. We're, we're, in, we're in a grand spot. We're safe. But if Wexford beats Kilkenny, obviously, and Antrim beats Westmead, Westmead do say to get relegated. Yeah. But I think Antrim will beat Westmead. They, Antrim will do that part of the deal, right? They'll beat Westmead. They'll stay safe. Whether Wexford have enough gumption now to go and beat Kilkenny is the question, right? Do Conor McDonald, Lee Chin, Liam McGovern, Liam Ryan, Rory O'Connor, Jack O'Connor. Very good players. No different to when you start naming off some of the Waterford handle. Very, very good players. But can they go and win a match? That's 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 fucking probably one of the most important games in Wexford's lads. It's probably the most important game for Wexford since 1996. Yeah, because you have my worry for Wexford is if they do go down, it'd be an awfully job. I mean, we wouldn't see him for a few years. Yeah. Like, I, like you know, you go down there no matter what, you get dragged down to that level. Like it's very hard to come back out of that. Very hard to come back out. I was actually thinking. I was thinking about this the other day, Liam. I was thinking, about, do you know what? Would Waterford be better off in the Joe McDonough? We'll go off and get to the Joe McDonough Cup final. And then we'll end up in the preliminary quarter final. It'd be far easier in Munster yeah. to get out of the fucking Play Dublin. Play yeah. Dublin. You should have said that. The Giggles Corner. Um, you have a you have a complete yeah. mirror image here of the Linster Championship and the Munster Championship in terms of like this is Waterford and, and, and Tipperary and the flip side for Linster because you've got a team who hasn't been going well all year in the doldrums, um, about to be, you know, down through the trapdoor to Joe Mag- Joe McDonough playing the farm team, which is, which is Kikini, they're top of the group. Um, like, but I think the difference in this one is like you can actually see some sort of resemblance for a, a Wexford win because their lives are on the line, yeah, not because the line. of their form yeah. right now. Yeah, lives but the like, backs against the wall. you know, and it's in Wexford. Yeah. yeah, like you can, but whether you get it or not, I can't see it. But I do think it'll be a real traditional Kikini Wexford game. I agree. You know, it'll be blood and thunder. No, no. To be huge, Wexford. Given, to be huge, Wexford yeah. crowd. Like fairest to Wexford, like they've always been good supporters, and they'll bring a massive crowd. Like that'll be. It's, again, it's going to be twenty degrees and sunny Sunday down there. Oh, lovely! It'll be the sunny southeast on Sunday for the weather, um, and I like. Yeah, I actually think it's going to be very, very close. I don't think this is a cakewalk for Kenny, and it was this no, game, it's a game I'm always worried about. Like I just don't like Kenny Wexford games in the last four or five years. They haven't, like you said, yeah. Wexford have had the, had the number on them, um, and even though Kenny the farm team going down, I think Kenny going to win. I think they will win, but I think it's a, it's a one or two point win. I think it's going to be absolute. The, the noise, I think the, the crowd. Well, will, if, 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 if it's a game like that, I can see nothing other but a draw or a Wexford win, right? Because if you think about it, if it's so tight, who's it going to mean the most to? And their players aren't a million miles off each other. Like, if that Wexford forward line kicks into gear, it has the capability to score heavily. Yeah, well, the, so the, if there's only the, a point the, or the two defense, though, the Kane defence, and in particular the full back line, is, is probably one of Kilkenny's strongest lines at the moment. Uh, like, Conor, yeah, you yeah. know, I think a lot has to go right for Wexford in there. Now, Kilkenny can be got at in the half back line, I agree. But in the full forward line, they're going to have mm. to score goals, I think. They're not going to score 34 points and beat Kilkenny. It's going to have to be a few goals in that in that full forward, and I actually yeah, think they, I think they'll be snuffed out there. That's where I don't think they'll have the impact. 
I, I would say one of the only full forwards in the country at the moment who actually has the capability of getting the better of Hugh Lawler would be Conor McDonald. On his oh, day. Jesus. On his day. That's a big call. No, no, on his day, it, I it, think he's no, unbelievable. It, but he, he can blow very hot and cold it, giggles. He, he can. He, I don't disagree. He's a left-handed player. You know, they're awkward. And Hugh Lawler is, without doubt, the best fullback in the country at the moment. He's class. Yeah. He's his aggression, hurling. He's unreal. But Hugh Lawler or Conor McDonald is the one propella I, I would... Con, Conor McDonald and Conor Whelan would be the two full forwards that I'd say Hugh Lawler would find his biggest challenges to mark. Yeah. Just because they're lefties and they've kind of got the goal, the head for goal and they're on orthodox and you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a savage match. I, I think that, that could be the game of the weekend. I don't know. I, I think, I think it could and it's be not a draw. And, and, and it's not on telly. And it's not on telly. So they're showing Dublin Galway and they're showing Cork Limerick, which is fair. Like, you know, the, like the, the Dublin Galway game, yeah. like you said, is kind of the Leicester semi-final makes sense. If we if we, if we we move on to that one, you're going, so I'm going to go for the Kenny win. Shawnee, who are you going? I'm going kill Kenny win slightly and I'm going for an Antrim win. Antrim win. Antrim win and Giggles, you're going for a Wexford win. Wexford draw, Wexford kill Kenny draw, Antrim win, Galway win. Well, touch quickly on, on, on Dublin and Galway, though, because it is interesting. It is in a double header in Crow Park with the footballers. I'm right in saying that, am I? I think I am. Yeah. So, Michael Dunn, who has taken the Dublin hurlers out of Parnell Park for these matches, put them into Crow Park, which is fascinating. When you think about all this neutrality thing and neutral venue, that they're able to use Crow Park as a venue for the Dublin home hurling games. Not against it, but it is it is an interesting thing. Um, and, you know, Dublin obviously. They're in, in a kind of a weird spot. You know, Kilkenny did, gave Kilkenny a, a game for a long enough time, but in the end, Kilkenny did win by that kind of six, seven points that we kind of predicted. They pulled away at the end, even though there was nothing in it for a long, long time. Where Galway will be up in Crow Park compared to where they've been, they haven't, you know, they had that game against Kilkenny, which was a draw. They probably haven't had a proper match since. This, I think this game will be very interesting. I think Galway are going to come out on top, but I think it's going to be very close. Michael Dunhu has got mm. Dublin operating you know given the limited player pool he has let's be honest his player pool has been gutted he's probably overachieving with, overachieving with the group he has but they probably don't have enough in quality to go over line against Galway do, do you know what the, the Crow Park thing is interesting right because and it's usually labelled at the footballers but here we have the herder so we can comment on it for the first time <laughs> we don't talk about football but the GA will never ever 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 admit that Crow Park is a home venue for Dublin simply because it opens up the challenge for an All-Ireland final. If Dublin are in an Ireland football final and they've admitted that that's a home game for Dublin, then it, it, it means Mayo, Galway, Kerry, Roscommon, Armagh could challenge the neutrality of the venue for an All-Ireland final. So they will never admit it. Never admit it. I think, and, and it is a home venue. It is a home venue. It's in the city. It's across across the road. They play there way more times, but it's mainly for the footballers to get the benefit. I think the hurlers, Michael Tomu yeah. is very smart. Guy. Very smart guy. He's got a very light team. Small. Band. Arnold Park suits the old Dublin team yeah. that were big, bullish. It's pull tight. your jersey, it's rip your tight. head off. Yeah. Tight. Leave the grass grow, get the crowd in on top of you, and it's a horrible place to play. Um, so... I think bringing it to Crow Park will give Dublin experience. It might, and actually Galway are quite a big team, so Arnold Park might actually suit that Galway team. So it probably will give Dublin a bit of a, an impetus. I think it'll be good for Galway in the long run to get another game of Crow Park, to be honest, as well, before the Leinster final. 
I, I do see a Galway win here. I think their big players are starting to kick in. I think Conor Whelan has scored six goals in the last couple of games. Tom Monaghan's hit in form. Conor Cooney came back and scored seven points in the last day. They're, they're still... They're, there's nothing to benchmark them against. I think it'll be a good test for both teams, but I'm not really overly excited about it. I think Galway will no. win by six or seven. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, th- I think, look, it's, it's a conversation for another day that... Whatever happens in Munster to weekend, we think Water will give everything against Tip. The Cork Limerick game is going to be exhausting because it's a, again it's kind of a do or die game for both. The Leinster teams are and are going to come through relatively fresh. Whether you're in a quarter final or in a semi final, you will have not gone through what they've gone through in the last few weeks. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see once we get through this then there's a Munster final to be played, whoever's going to be in that, you know. Yeah. When we get when we get like which we know no matter who's in there, that's going to be a one point game either side or a draw again. Yeah. So it is going to be fascinating to see in probably you know three weeks time we're going to know where that's all landed, and where those teams are at in terms of energy and and more injuries potentially. Um, the loser of the Munster final is going to be so oh, you know, Christ like you know so badly yeah, handled like, yeah it? and look it's fascinating for, it's going we're going to get brilliant matches out there's actually just no doubt about that but yeah the impact it's going to have we won't know for a few more weeks but we probably have one of the best weekends in hurling coming up again in terms of every game means something in this championship on Sunday. Mm. And uh, there's a, something to play for for every single team, which w- is what you want on the last day of these competitions. It's very disappointing, yeah. though, that only two of the games are being shown. And, you know, we're missing a trick in that. Will they do a, a crossover where they'll go? Happening now here in Antrim Westmead is this, it's be, it, as it stands, and they show a snippet of a goal or, you know... They will do that. I, I think they oh, will do that. I hope they're, to they're do that playing. because not just we're hearing that. You know, we actually it would be great if, as the as the person at home on the couch seeing what's going on. I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening in Wexford Park, being down there as the as the rumours come true of what's the score in, in the other hey. matches as well. You know, Liam, two two things before we finish up, right? Because I I think I have to go. I just wanted one. I I know yeah, we, we you're we're meeting a quarter. Don Logan, Joanne Cantwell. Interesting. The last okay. day, I think we've all seen the clip. Just, just, just two seconds. Are you pro Joanne in that? Are you pro Don Dog in terms of what about the way it went? I think. Who's that to Liam? Yeah, I go very quickly. I go quickly. I go quickly. One is he knew it was coming. She said beforehand, "I'm going to ask you about this." Okay, is that one option? Does that happen? And it played out. It was awkward, but it, it was planned. Two, he had no idea it was coming, and she lobbed on him. I think he came across. I think he came across poorly on it myself, Don Log. Or the third one is, you know, Joanne, I, I actually think Joanne is very good, but there was bringing it up on the day of the hurling when it's a football thing, is it the time to have the conversation about it? I know it like it's it, the captive audience, all that kind of thing. So there are my thoughts on it. I think I'm not a fan of Don Log in general. So I'm Aren't in, you? No, like that's news to you now. Not a fan Fucking of him. Fan of him general. He loves to be controversial. Like, and he, do you know what? He will still love the oxygen he got on that, even though he might have made himself look like a bit of a gobshite, which he did. He still loved that he got to have his little rant and give his two cents worth because that's what he's all about. It's all about himself. Um, but yeah, Joanne. I think Joanne did it, handled it quite well. But was it the right time given what was on in front of us? I don't know. That's my two cents. What do you think, Shani? Yeah, look. I, it's very similar. I, I think it's her job to do to ask those questions. She did it. She's done it with other uh, analysts as well. She knows she's going to get a reaction from him, and she knows it's going to be good viewing. Getting his reaction, I don't think he answered it very well. I think he should address the point and moved on. He was kind of caught out a bit. But look, yeah, it's a bit of you know bottom probably in the wrong, but 
Donalogue probably looked the worst out of it. Giggles, your toss quickly before you wrap up. Uh, I have one other point to make. Though, Jesus, Giggles, you're killing my, me here. I'm gonna have to he's go. asking the questions. My, my point, my, <laughs> I, I agree I agree with you. There's mixed, mixed feelings, but I think Joanne Cantwell is the presenter. She has to ask the questions. And I think there's been a bit of a backlash from the old school sexist bastards around the place yeah. having a go at Joanne Cantwell, which yeah. I don't think is right. Uh, that's ridiculous. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, the other thing is, Shawnee, we were rushed off, a, and that's why I'm taking my time here now. We were rushed off a podcast last week, right, with Liam, because he he was on a wellness day with Amazon. He had the whole day You're off last time. Serious. And, he, and he was jumping on the bike. I'm sorry, he had, a, he had a lunch booked in, and then jumped on the bike for a cycle, and we were rushed off. I, I reckon he's going for another wellness day. You're on a wellness day I'm not, <laughs> a, I'm not on a wellness day co- today, I can tell you And that. he comes in here as if he's on his last leg. I am. And like, I am. I need, like, a, I need the wellness day today. I tell you, I'm under pressure here. Oh, you can hear the call coming through there now. Look, there you go. Um, but yeah, Gail, it's no fair call. I didn't get on the bike immediately after that. I had a few other jobs to do before I got on the bike. So, uh, but I for a bit of energy. <laughs> right, no fair call, Gail. I'm going. I'm going to wrap us up, though. Thanks for tuning in, Giggles, Shawnee. Looking forward to the weekend, Shawnee. Um, I hope you're staying up Not to watch someone. Another late night ahead. Yeah. So, lads. We love it. Good luck, lads. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.